Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Numbers podcast. My name is Aman and I am Neelak. And this here is the first episode of 2021. I wish you all a happy new year and I hope you had a great Christmas. And yeah, we took a two week long break to just play games and hang out with our families and go out and stuff. And we're back with an episode where we talk about stuff we did, which is mostly gaming. stuff we did and stuff that happened over the time that we were taking a break basically yep so let's get into it real quick there's a lot of news i want to talk about mm-hmm. so first things first uh games done quick happened so yeah so we just we had agdq which is awesome games done quick which is a speed running marathon it just came to an end let's just quickly go over what all we are going to touch on real mm-hmm. quick we are uh we'll talk a bit about agdq then we'll get into the near automata the last cheat code which was discovered just mm-hmm. a few days back then we'll talk about ps5's india release which is spicy oof finally and uh, after the launch of cyberpunk cdpr fell into some deep deep waters which also we're going to talk about then we'll touch on the rumored new switch model which is definitely something interesting and touch on path of exiles new expansion and finally end off with what all we played in the time that we were gone yep cool we that's that's more than i expected for this episode and i'm not going to lie i mean we did take a pretty long break for that matter no that's fair all right let's get into it so awesome games done quick 2021 comes to an end with let me count the numbers on that 2.7 million. million dollars. Yes. Holy shit. So raised yeah. for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Yes. Yes. So the record for GDQs is 3 million if I'm not wrong, which mm-hmm. was the last Summer Games Done Quick which was done in person, I think, which was SGDQ 2019 if I'm not wrong. Uh-huh. So after 2019. that, yeah, right. after that this is the highest grossing one because I think mm-hmm. I believe the previous ones were at around 2.2 million if I'm not completely wrong. I don't I have I have not been into the speedrunning scene or like events around it at all. So I'm blank here. But yeah, so yes. that's fine. So what what basically GDQ is it's a marathon of speedruns, right? And you need not be into the speedrunning community to enjoy it because all the cast So how it works is there is one speedrunner and he has a couch with him. I mean, mm-hmm. currently it's not really a couch because there isn't one, but usually there is a couch of people behind him. like when the events are physical right so mm-hmm. the couch explains the glitches that he's using or the strats that he's doing and it's very beginner friendly so i we watched a bunch of the speed runs didn't we and so aman you i think you only watched one with us which was the pokemon blue one if i'm not wrong i watched pokemon blue and i saw like a small part of the pokemon platinum one yeah we didn't finish that one but yeah So I I super enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very beginner friendly. You need not be in the speedrunning like community to understand it, right? Which is sure, one of yeah. the biggest uh, attractions of GDQ. Anyway, so this GDQ was definitely a special one because it set six world records, which is an all-time high if I'm not wrong, and it was oh, the damn. first time in which there were two back-to-back records. Basically, so there were four games which set world records and like two each were back to back there was sonic 1 and sonic 3 and another two which i forget 
But okay. along what with, does back-to-back mean here? So back-to-back runs. Basically, Sonic 1 set a world record and the run succeeding that was the Sonic 3 run, which also set a world record. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's kind of really interesting. And then uh, there was also the Diablo 3 run, which I watched. So Diablo 3 is much like Path of Exile. Mm. And it was an acts run, which is basically the story run. And it was a three-player run. And it was insane to watch because of the sheer coordination needed. And with mm-hmm. three players, they beat the world record, which was set by four players. So you can see how oh, insane damn. it was. Yeah. That's, that's quite something. Mm-hmm. It was definitely... Doesn't a, the game scale accordingly, though? So it does kind of. But it's you're hardly ever bottlenecked with killing off a certain enemy. Right. the bottleneck is really traveling so an interesting thing of what the the run and like comprised was teleporting to your player to a uh, like a person you are with and then using your dashes because you have certain dashes which come off cooldown and then you mm-hmm. are just chaining that so you're tipping to player b and then you are using your dashes and then c is tipping on you and then using his dashes and then b is again tipping on c and then you are tipping on oh. b and that is the cycle which keeps on going that's very it's a very janky way to travel which requires a lot of coordination it's a lot yeah. of coordination and i really suggest you watch the run if not all of it just a little part just to see how insane the coordination was and how how easily they were communicating one guy so they didn't have a couch it was just three people one guy was mm-hmm. continuously explaining all of what he was doing along with coordinating with others It was yeah, just well, really crisp communication, which is a marvel to watch, honestly. I mean, let's face it; these guys have finished the game at least a hundred times over. For sure, for sure. They know what they're doing mm-hmm. to the point where it's almost clockwork. It is definitely clockwork. Most of the speedruns are clockwork because they need to practice that much too. I mean, you need mm-hmm. to practice to actually set world records, right? Yeah, of course. That's. I mean, that's the case with every any world record there. Mm-hmm. um like one of the interesting things about the pokemon um blue and even the platinum speed run was the fact that the guy knew to the exact position where the hidden items were mm-hmm. and was just picking them up left and right and going specifically to stores that sold a dozen items at like on one click instead of having to you know select them mm-hmm. because that made more sense and that was more time friendly and i find it was really cool like it's things that i didn't consider were important and like yeah i'm all in for the efficiency <laughs> and it's ju- it's just very like fun to watch you kind of like watching games for the stories so mm-hmm. some some games at least and this 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 kind of a stream just lets you do that because it's speed running so you're just getting the hang of the story while also looking at how cool it is for them to finish the game mhm uh yeah it's pretty cool It's definitely this a must watch for people who are into speedrunning or efficiency for that matter. On a on a side note I've received feedback that I finish every topic of mine by saying that uh, it's pretty cool. I mean it is pretty cool so. Yeah, in my defense it is pretty cool. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to try attempting not to say that enough. But don't don't keep your keep your hopes up high for that. Anyway. So moving on to the next topic we have Uh, a cheat code for near automata which i don't know if i'm saying that right but this cheat code essentially skips the game to the post credit scene and this was found after 4 years of the game's release and nilak has this really cool story about 
um yoko taro the creator yoko taro which he has specifically instructed me not to read off the doc so nilak take the wheel okay so the mastermind behind games like near automata or dragon guard is a guy called yoko taro right and he's basically been in the industry for a pretty long time and he's known as a very eccentric character of the industry and mm-hmm. this the cheat which was found which is it it was one of the last few literally the last hidden cheat of the game which the developers had intended for the people to find and according to yokotaro it took the community 3 years and 10 months to figure it out mm-hmm. so which is definitely a marvel and marvel to boast the community and to yokotaro to have hidden it so well because even after reverse engineering the game it took him 3 almost 4 years to figure it out yeah so let me tell you a bit about yokotaro and how eccentric he is so he first came onto the scene with the game called dragon guard where you are mm-hmm. a where you are a revenge obsessed murderer whose sister wants to bang him which is a plot point you have three allies a pedophile priest a cannibal lady that prefers to eat children and a child which isn't really a good combination yeah i and, i see why yeah and your dragon obviously the sure. game has multiple endings which is a part of what yokotaro does himself and in one of them the world is infested by giant cannibal space babies the super ultimate okay. final boss is a rhythm game fight they didn't let him create the story for dragon guard 2 after that and as a result the game is generic anime fare which is also why it is one of the least suggested games to be played then dragon guard okay. 3 happened now in dragon guard 3 the final boss is the same rhythm game except five times as long and the screen goes black halfway through and you have to do it all relying on sound alone which is okay yeah which is like a blindfolded run and it's not Sh- easy at all yeah no shit and then what happened was he di- then he directed the first near which is technically a spin off of Ta- dragon guard from one of the endings where the main character mm-hmm. and his dragon end up in the real world and apparently the introduction of magic creates a disease that wipes out humanity this is where emil comes from uh, who is now a boss of near automata and when making mm-hmm. public appearances yokotaro will generally be found wearing an emil mask or a helmet which is fine he's wearing is, a mask yeah which is cool well and yes now the yokotaro is prone to making games that make you hate yourself and to put it into perspective and this is going to be a near spoiler for those who the near automata spoiler for those of you who haven't played the game skip like 1 minute later and in near to get the best ending you have to literally wipe your character out of existence on the meta level you have to 100% the game and then you have to delete the file which is a function of the game itself and you are not even allowed to use the same name again on a new file if you want the proper ending of the game but okay my question is how do you get to that proper ending without the save file so you delete it and then you get the cut scene sure sure why why not and next time when you go to create a new character with the same name it just says that you can't use the same name again of course this reminds me a lot of doki doki literature club on that on that respect well that is a game that i haven't played and i it's been suggested to me multiple times and yeah you, you will it. it it carries it borrows from the same kind of uh, making you want to hate yourself mm-hmm. but um 
I I see. Hmm. <laughs> so apparently, um, what I know about this this leak, um, this cheat code is, um, Yokotaro basically made an appearance and said something about the existence of a cheat code like this. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything other than there is a final secret to this game that anyone hasn't found yet. Mm-hmm. In sort of a smug way and. That kind of prompted people to reverse reverse engineer the game and try to find it until they finally did, four years later, hmm. and I f- I find that very cool. Like it's it's the kind of thing that gives the game um a community where you don't necessarily expect it to have one, mm-hmm. and it's pretty wholesome. The, the the stories of the game kept aside, the story around the game is pretty wholesome. Yeah, it's much like the Mount Chiliad mystery with GTA Five, in which yeah people just keep looking for the answer to it. And although, well, at this point, half of the community believes that Mount Chiliad does not have a solution, mm-hmm. but there are newer and newer leaks that keep coming and keep the community alive. But it it is a very nice thing to do for the community to keep them in the loop and keep them entertained, right? Yeah, have, just leave random cliffhangers in the game. Yeah, have like hidden. Hidden stuff, hidden like hints and shit, which really keep the community, which makes the community happy, right? It just pays off. Anything that's that large of a magnitude, like a game project, any game project is so huge. Having Easter eggs in it just means that the developers were having fun with it, and it's a sign that if the developers were having fun making it, you probably will too. Yeah, Easter eggs and are always fun. Yeah, it's the reason why Easter eggs are so like culturally seen as such a good thing because. It kind of means that the person who was making it was having fun with it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I find that I find that very wholesome. Unlike the three allies from Breaking Guard, a pedophile priest, a cannibal lady, and a child. I want to reiterate that just because I didn't hear it well enough the first time. <laughs> of course. Anyway, so the Moving next on, topic we have, yeah, the next topic we have is about PS Five launching in India. Finally, it took us getting off of this podcast for two weeks <laughs> and actually paying attention on our lives, which is code word for gaming, uh, to for them to actually get their act together and get us a final release date. Mm-hmm. And that is the PS Five India release date has been finalized for February second. It will be available via both offline and online retailers across the country, and pre-orders start. Uh, at the time of recording tomorrow, which is the twelfth of January, around midday, and yeah, expect it to be sold out sold out as soon as it goes live. So if you want one, you might want to be refreshing your keyboards, uh, your uh, refreshing your browser as much as you can on Amazon. I mean, let's be real. And Even if you are refreshing at breakneck pace, you're probably going to get beaten by botters. So you might as well look for a bot. Sure. Yes. Or actually, just look for an offline store if you if you are like going out and stuff. I still think offline stores will be scalping the shit out of it. That's true. But anyway, But it all pricing, depends on stock. To be fair, the pricing is already very much higher than what you would find in the US and stuff. Like it is set for fifty thousand for the disc variant, forty nine nine ninety, because ten bucks. Um, and forty thousand around for the digital model. And if you are, uh, if you are like a normal console gamer, you probably are going to go for the disc version because you want the resellable disc uh, advantage. So that just means shilling out fifty thousand rupees for getting a PS Five. Mm-hmm. 
it it's expensive and i think that's just become a reality and you probably hopefully you should find one but chances are you won't and well, this is not just people. us being downers this has just been the case with every game every game console release every graphic card release this this year mm-hmm. moreover to add to this is the fact that ps4 production has stopped outside of one model in japan so mm-hmm. expect ps4 to be sold out very soon and they are probably just clearing out stock currently i think uh, ps4s are so affluent in the market though like there are so many of them that one finding a second hand ps4 is not hard at all and second even the stock that's remaining for most stores is going to be enough to keep uh, at least the market demand is still there um satiated for a while because a lot of the people who are who are probably planning for a ps4 right now mm-hmm. would go for a ps5 or something unless they are budget constricted which is very possible cons- considering the steep pricing but oh. yeah i think finding a ps4 will still be easier than finding a ps5 for the next 3 months sure. and I expect in three months that situation will flip. I don't think so. I think PS4s will take a while to like end. That's but true, wha- maybe what I think is basically within the next two to three weeks, there are going to be an influx of PS4s on the second-hand marketplace. That is possible. So it it will be a very nice time to buy a PS4 if anybody is looking at it, which I am honestly. So you want to play the exclusives? For sure, man. Yep, I th- I think it's a good time to get into playing the exclusives because first one you have time on your hand. Second, um PS4s are going to be cheaper. Like even cheaper than they are right now. And yeah, speaking yeah. of spending a lot of money on things that are probably not worth it. <laughs> CDPR are in kind of deep waters with the whole lawsuit thing happening um around Cyberpunk 2077. So to put in context cyberpunk 2077 launched after like four delays on what was the 10th of december yeah which is almost a month ago and it was met with a lot of critical feedback not just on um not mostly on not, not mostly on the game itself but more on how it's optimized and basically unplayable on most ga- most normal computers and let's not talk about consoles at all because the ps4 and the xbox one was supported but were not but were giving horrible graphics and horrible frame rates across the game to the point where it was not playable at all mm-hmm. um this broke down cdpr's general perception as reddit's darlings to basically the same old evil corporation and one of the investors filed a lawsuit against them for the release of cyberpunk 2077 being deceptive to consumers and thus causing losses to the company the cd project red did lose out about about a billion dollars since the release of the game and they've like set aside a team to <clears throat> optimize the game and fix the game until and they have made claims that they won't be launching multiplayer until the game is completely fixed but um they are still saying on their website that they launched a new dlc early 2021 I when you think about how the game is and I have played through the entire game I spent all of December playing Cyberpunk I spent like 100 odd hours on the game and that that itself is a very place of privilege kind of a statement to make because my system could actually run it on medium settings but 
the point is the game itself is not bad it's not a bad game by any means it's just the player base for it has just declined three times faster than the witcher 3's launch which is inversely a game that i haven't played yet but getting into cyberpunk i realized um that one while it was the kind of hype that they generated for the game is the reason why it is getting such a bad name right now um things about the game aren't bad a lot of the a lot of the game is just very very well made the city is very great to roam around in even on medium settings at 40 fps and the story is great the dialogues are okay and it's still much better than a game that would find a much more low key release in the year i would say it's a, it's a very well made game it's just receiving a lot of flack because of the fact that they spent 7 years making it and they hyped it for about as much time and they put keanu reeves in the game who generated even more hype so it's it's they're dying to the monster that they created themselves i don't know what to say to that i mean it has been a shit show as a whole yeah which is kind of sad because if you look at it just from the game's perspective just from the, like the artwork's perspective mm-hmm. like and i like getting into that because i find that it's uh, like art generally gets muddled up in the corporate nonsense and loses value because of things that are not in its control mm-hmm. and people are judging cyberpunk too hard because of the fact that they expected so much more out of it even though the standards that they set out in their minds are something that they that they haven't seen in a game before so mm-hmm. i don't want to protect the game per se because it's not perfect but it's not bad either if it just ran on everyone's computers they would be much happier and they wouldn't complain about the other things in the game and yeah i mean i don't think that's a majority of the concern that people have because most people didn't play through the game because of the shit show that the launch has been but having played through the game i say 6 months in if they fix the game i think this will still turn out to be a good um a good game launch for cd project red like i don't i think they are safe in their seats right now mm-hmm. let's hope in the long run it's not it turns even better with them fixing the game yeah and i think they have a model this the kind of open world that they've created implementing multiplayer on it is going to be easy and it's going to i hope it's going to sort of follow the gta online model if not something better mm-hmm. and it's going to give the game a very long like lifespan this will be a very popular game and a game that will fill cdpr's pockets either way either has right now or will later in the future but i i think the troubles that they're having are very temporary big troubles but temporary hmm. but yeah they'll pull through they're, they they're a corporation likely. they 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 want the money they they're a multi billion dollar corporation i'm pretty sure they pull through although that one thing is to be said they might win out on the money side of things but i feel like they've lost their um crown as the kings of reddit in like in terms of uh, consumer perception Mm-hmm. they're going to have kind of a tough time selling their next game with the same amount of hype that they did did this game well, um, it, is, it remains to be seen yeah that's that's a that's a concern for 7 years later us <laughs> not now yeah and yeah talking about things in the future there is a new switch model on the rise 
So there is news about a new switch model. There is rumors about a new switch model which boasts a 4K display, mm-hmm. 4K OLED display with better battery. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the Nintendo reps have said that the Switch is in the mid midpoint of its life cycle, which definitely makes things interesting because it has been out for a good three to four years already. Yep. And and it still holds its value. It does definitely hold its value. In fact, in India, the selling the selling price of the Switch went from a twenty two k to currently a twenty eight k. which is um, definitely yeah. interesting to actually yeah and i have never tried to buy a switch but uh, i've always seen its prices only go up i've never i was waiting for the switch price to go down so i can ever buy it uh, looks very unlikely mm-hmm. for sure it looks unlikely especially with a newer model coming which is definitely 10 times better than the previous one the previous one was a 720p display with a horrible battery mm-hmm. i mean i'm talking about the actual switch not the switch lite excuse me ha huh. The Switch so, Lite was a smaller display yes. with a larger battery. Of course, it'll do better. Yes, and then the Switch got a new upgrade, which was the newer Switch, which was again a 720p display with a better battery. But now we are going to have a 4K display with a much better battery, and an OLED display. I'm really hyped because the one big glaring downside to the Switch was its horrible 720p display, and an OLED really fixes that, especially if it's 4K. So I don't you know, expect it to be running games. Yeah, I don't expect it to be running games at 4K, but it can be used as a media station. Whereas games will be happy at 1080p on that display. Mm-hmm. One thing I find weird about the Switch, mm-hmm. um, and like, I'm, are you sure this is a 4K display on the screen and not just 4K support when it's docked? I think it's always had 4K support when it's docked. I don't think so because it always boasted 1080p gaming on the dock and 720p on handheld. Anyway, but the bottom line remains the same. That even when it was docked, it had horrible uh, resolution, which made games very bad to play. Yeah, it never like uh, at when it launched, Nintendo kind of kind of embraced the fact that their games are not beautiful games; they are more um, functional, you know, games. party games, functional games. Uh, the play games you want to play with your family and just like mess around, have fun. um and that's kind of been the case with most nintendo first party titles right mm-hmm. um like except for maybe zelda which is a very beautiful game in itself um look think about smash or mario kart or whatever you're not playing it for the visual fidelity mm-hmm. and i feel like okay first i don't think they should be putting a 4k screen on the handheld device two concerns here one we don't put 4k screens on monitors because we think it's too much because we don't need to push that many pixels and putting it on an even smaller display kind of seems anti battery to me because one you're going to be sucking up the battery of the switch a lot faster mm-hmm. and for a device that's known for bad battery life like average battery life that's just going to make things worse even with a better battery oled however very welcome change because exactly. good OLED contrast is... more battery saving i think oled is what keeps the device alive in terms of battery Yeah but I think 4K is still like very insurmountable in that sense to me like I would much rather them do like a 1080p screen on the device and then do like 4K support on the handheld that would be like the sweet spot there mm-hmm. but I think the sweet spot would be anything better than 720p right I I think the sweet spot is definitely 1080p if I'm not like 
because yeah. it is bigger than a phone and i can yeah. definitely see the difference on a phone between 1080p and 720p so ha ah, of course 720p is very low res for a f- even for a phone yeah and going on a bigger screen it becomes glaringly obvious that 720p kind of feels old mm-hmm. but yeah i i find the switch rumors kind of interesting because uh nintendo has announced that sort of like said a lot that this like the switch is not at the end of its life cycle rather in the middle so we are expecting to see some a bunch of new changes to it still it's not dead in that sense mm-hmm. and yeah generally nintendo tends to like s- stick to a success for a while before moving on when they do move on they kind of change the paradigm altogether like they take a game boy that's been doing amazing and then they say here's one screen here's something that did well in, did well in one screen i'll take that away and give you two screens instead and they've been doing that a lot but they generally stick to one model for quite a while hmm makes sense so anyway, yeah cool it remains to be seen yeah, i just again. i just hope yeah <laughs> i just hope they make it somewhat more relevant in the overall gaming industry yeah i mean a big reason why we don't see it as often is because one doesn't sell in india two Nintendo because it doesn't sell in India there's not as much uh, hype around uh, Nintendo first party stuff at this point like, in India it's a definitely very niche product yeah our parents recognize mario more than most people my age do i mean my age would be uh, an exaggeration but say 5 years younger than me that is true that is indeed true it has nostalgic value for us but not for the yeah and i think if nintendo started selling something in india they would probably be able to revive that because their characters are very timeless that is very so yeah i think that's probably it for the switch thing because it's just rumors right now yeah anyway talking about timeless we have mm-hmm. the next path of exile expansion sure yes <laughs> so we have we are going to have the next path of exile league starting on the 15th of january which is mm-hmm. this friday yes and uh along with it this is actually a big new expansion big new league mm-hmm. because it's not just a new league it's also a new expansion and the last expansion before this i guess was in 2019 oh so good like one and a half two years away yeah. like ago ago and that's and it's a lot of new content there's two huge new things to do one being the new league and one being the new expansion and it's really mixing up a lot of play and mm-hmm. they also until now we they always drip feed us information uh, in the week up to the launch so until now we've only seen some reworked ascendancies you are going to get patch notes tonight or tomorrow night i guess tomorrow night as, as like from the day that we are recording which is the 11th so mm-hmm. it's this week is definitely going to be a lot of information for path of exile and lot of information and definitely a lot of playing he looks going to keep us up all night waiting for, sure. for the new this, expansion this new league is going to be a good launch because it launches on the day that my term and examinations end so so neela has this thing season. okay and i'm going to i'm going to explain this for the benefit of the audience who thinks i don't sleep uh Whenever Neelak doesn't, uh, whenever whenever Neelak is playing a single player game, he'll keep all of us around on the Discord server just to make sure he has someone to talk to while he's playing a single player game. There are times I've considered streaming. 
yes <laughs> you pro- you probably should <laughs> and uh, more so than that uh, the path of exile update generally drops at around 2 am uh, in india time mm-hmm. and we are generally awake at the time but between between like 10 pm to 2 am he keeps on telling us something or the other about the new update that he either knows or is coming out to keep us entertained so that we don't leave him because we know that once he starts playing that he is going to stay up until 6 am and not talk to us for a word but will want us to be around yes it is it is a character trait what can i it, say it is it is a tradition at this point that if neelak is playing something we're going to hang out with him because it's just fun hanging out oh thanks man i mean yes I, i'm not going to i'm not going to compliment you on the stream did you think <laughs> Uh, anyway. But yes. So what uh, all did we do for the weeks that we took a break? Well, Aman, why don't you start and tell us about <laughs> the insane new game that you've been playing? Oh my god, which is okay. not Cyberpunk. Nilak, stop, stop staying on that mighty high horse of yours. You played almost as much as I did. I did not. <laughs> Half of what you did. Come no, on. you played just an hour less than I did. Oh But man. an hour worth of time you're never getting back. Yeah. So. Uh the game we're talking about is uh in all its glory called Leaf Blower Revolution. This is a very this this game is called an idle game. Uh it's a game where um you didn't get that memo did you? <laughs> I don't I I don't think so. Um uh okay I'm I'm going to try my best to explain this game in as simple words as possible. In this game you blow leaves. there are leaves on the screen your mouse is a blower you blow leaves off the screen and you get points this game might sound like a game you play while waiting for something or to or to keep your adhd on 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 the fence but this game has an insane amount of progression okay i'm going to try to defend this game as hard as possible sure, you can man. upgrade you can upgrade the blower so that you can blow more leaves you can upgrade the fertilizer around the trees so you get more leaves You can upgrade the number of trees that are there. You can upgrade how many coins you get per leaf. You there is this thing called a prestige in the game which is similar to what Call of Duty has where you can essentially restart the game but with the same upgrades that you have done and you get some coins for it some different coins for it that you can use to get more upgrades that persist beyond a prestige and then you can do something then you can like upgrade more types of leaves. I tell me to stop and start start sounding like a crazy person i mean i should so, stop you at leaf blower revolution <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that 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 i have spent close to 9 hours playing this game doesn't sound like a lot but it is Except when you consider the entire game should have been over in the first 2 minutes yeah it's it's not a lot until you consider the fact that it's marketed as an idle game it also farms for you while you are not playing the game so when you come back after keeping the game off for a day it says that it it has been farming for you in the background and just gives you more to play with it does not demand too much of you but that is the reason why you want to play it more sure man anyway Another game that we played, more so uh, another game that I played was. A side LH note: Neelak has played the game for seven hours as well. I played Elite Dangerous in the past two weeks because yes. it was on sale, and I liked the idea of it. And it's 
definitely a very interesting game especially if somebody is mm. into astrophysics I sure. want to say astrology thank god there's a slight difference slight anyway yes. so it it's definitely not it's it's a space game which isn't as intense as eve online mm-hmm. but it is definitely very interesting and there's a bunch of shit to do and it is very open so mm-hmm. i'd suggest anybody who's interested in astrophysics and astronomy to give the game a try depending on what what you say astronomy or astrology uh, astrology physics yes astrophysics or astrology nomi yes yes no i i meant astrology okay uh the peop- the the okay never mind i'm not going to make that joke because i tried to make that joke but i stuttered my way through it and i butchered it never it's mind you never get to hear it thank god so what we <laughs> okay. also played a lot of was age of empires 2 much to the delight of aman here yes and uh, you know what i'm going to tell them about the about the discord bot i made as well of course so age of empires 2 is a game that's very close to my heart and has been for a very very long time and i think i've said this before but i've i finally converted my friends enough to play play it and played with full force we have like more people than we can actually play with now mm-hmm. and uh, Yeah we are like trying out new builds doing new build orders and in the meantime uh AoE2 has thing called taunts and um since it's a very old game which was built before the time of um multiplayer uh and it didn't have like full-fledged voice chat they built in some taunts into the game which was basically you press 1 and uh, into all chat and it will say something for everyone in the game which was just like pre-recorded sound bites and um, so that is why like if you see in the aoe community writing 11 or writing spamming ones is very common because 11 stands for laugh so it's sort of the same thing as saying lol um yeah um so we i was very used to them and as we started playing the game i got everyone hooked onto these taunts and then i made a discord bot that lets you like play these taunts on the discord server and then i added in a random i then i added in random sound bites from everyone on the server so it just become a random soundboard but yeah that was a fun journey it it is also what i did on the 31st so that was a great new year <laughs> well we also yes. played much to the not delight of aman is sure. that a thing no it's not i mean not, right? un- undelight is that a undelight? word Much to the misdelight of Aman, we played I Dota Two. That's a word either. But go on. We played Dota Two, and yep. we Dota Two was hit with a new patch. The Dota Two Pro Circuit is about to start, so we are preparing for a new season of Dota. Yep. And that is definitely going to be a lot of fun. I enjoyed playing Dota. Mm-hmm. I regret having started it, but I enjoy playing it. That's with everyone. Everybody yeah. enjoys playing it. Also hates playing it. But still continues to play it because they love playing it. See the thing with thing with Dota is got such a such a high learning curve to understand like more than one hero and get good at it. That you sort of want to keep playing it to get better, but you also hate yourself for spending so much time on it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, well, that's there, but got to spend your time on something, right? Mm-hmm. Like listening to this episode of the Rookie Numbers podcast, which is about to end. 
yes it is well we'll see you again hopefully same time next week mm-hmm. and yeah until then keep on gaming and uh, keep on using oh god that was horrible yes anyway <laughs> bye 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 bye